Welcome to a Story That Works podcast, where we're going to write stories, share our work, and show you that if you want to write, all it takes is figuring out your own process. So go do the work, get your stories on the page, and confidently share them. Hi, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Caitlin. And this week we're going to talk to you about all the things that came up while we were writing our stories. Yeah, it was a mess. As a reminder, the prompt is death in a small town, and hopefully you've been writing your own stories to kind of go along with ours. So you can follow the process, pick up the worksheets at astorythatworks.com, subscribe, send us the stories you write. We'd love to hear from you. We want to read them. Yeah. So, Caitlin. Yeah. How do you feel about the advice people give you, write what you know? I think, oh man, I feel like the, what does that even mean anymore? Yeah. Because what can't you look up? Right. I feel like it's meant to be a really simple piece of advice. But I wonder like what, like, and so many different people will say that, but like, what does that mean? And does it mean something different to everyone? Because like, I've said this before, like my characters are, a lot of my characters have been pregnant, which I've never been pregnant. A lot of my characters have been mothers, which same never been a mother and it's like does that mean I'm not allowed to write about those things but I feel like write what you know to me means write about what you know on a human level yeah like fundamental truth right like I know about heartbreak I know about friendship I know about so other things <laughs> that's why I don't write about romance not to get into all of our issues but I feel like I've heard that a lot the write what you know and then the other end where people say write what you don't know like you know they give you that advice as if they're being all edgy and rebellious I think people should just not tell me what to do <laughs> well I think there's something to what you said like this idea of fundamental truth and like humanity like we as writers are kind of observers and then tellers of just these these truths about experiences and I you said that to me and I can't remember when or where it was but that's how I got to this version of the story as it is I can't tell you the number of times I wrote and rewrote and the number of versions that I have of this the I hate this I like this one line I'm gonna move it here I'm gonna tell this first person no third person it's gonna be about the wives of the town who are visiting this poor woman whose husband died like the actual writing of this took place in maybe an hour literally just sat down and hands to keyboard had to get it done because it was I was running out of time and needed to just send it to you and so finally I was like fuck it I don't care I'm just typing something up and we talked about that a little bit and in the last episode about how we can't wait for the perfect time and how we just have to do it and I I guess part of what I was getting at with that is sometimes doing it just to do it lets you see what's on the page and you don't even know what's going to be there even though you wrote it (laughs) you have no idea what you will what you'll get having done it and so I think that's an interesting I I had to play with that a lot this time and uh it to me it it actually like it just came out to be writing my pain in the experience of like losing someone that I loved and I I haven't lost a parent or a sibling thank goodness or a significant other I can't imagine what that's like but I, I mean obviously I can because I've experienced some level of pain and so I guess that's what I was trying to do with this story. We'll get to whether or not it works and how I can make it better in the editing stuff. But while I was writing, 
I again and again and again just had to come back and say, nope, write for 10 minutes. Okay, try this instead. Write this prompt over and over and over again. Okay, what if, what if the women were outside on her porch debating on whether they should go knock on her door and barge in on her house because, just to give you some context, this woman has lost her husband and she lives in a small town. And what do people in small towns do? Well, they console each other. And so, I don't know. I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote many, many different versions of this. What about you? What did you do? Well, this story was written this probably story. <laughs> this story was written probably over the course of like eight hours and it was me sitting on my bed eating ice cream sandwiches <laughs> how many two just two and I was drinking spiked seltzer because <laughs> I'm fancy and locale and just like pure loathing and it was literally like I would write seven sentences at best and like have to go do something else Mm. it was like pulling teeth have you ever had a tooth pulled no well i got my wisdom teeth out but i was Mm. high i I still have my wisdom teeth not that that matters (laughs) but but we use that (laughs) metaphor a lot i feel like we say oh yeah pulling teeth and i i've never had a tooth pulled other than like loose teeth as a kid I so. hear it sucks. I mean, I hear, I, I hear it sucks too. That, so. that like on, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> um, it was just not, I, it wasn't, I didn't, there, I didn't feel like there were any redeeming qualities in the process of like, oh, like that was a good sentence. And mm-hmm. like, I liked and that. And you need that while you're writing? Like you it's need. Not like I, well, it's, it's difficult because I didn't go back and read it as I was writing it. I was just like, I need to get this done. Mm-hmm. And do you usually go back and read while you're writing? Yeah. Like okay. if I write a scene. I do too. A chapter, I go back and I'm like, is this as good as I as it felt when I was writing it? Or is this as bad as it felt when I was writing it? A lot of so, people will say, just get it done. Don't edit or don't read. But I'm the same way. Like I, I need to read. Uh, otherwise, I have no idea what's going on or where I am. People, people are way too like quick to give to dole out advice well I think a lot of people ask for it because yeah they don't know their own process they don't know what they don't know and so they think they need to listen to other people's advice on writing in order to say oh that's how it should work yeah but it's like be quiet (laughs) Uh, on both counts on both accounts the people giving advice and the people asking for it just yeah be quiet listen to yourself and do the work not all the time but yeah so (laughs) I don't want to be like, everyone shut up. But so, yeah, it was not cute. And I felt like I was in high school trying to throw together some paper that was due the next morning that I had put off and I felt nothing for. And I just felt just unhappy. I just felt angsty and cranky. Do you have any idea why? I mean, just because I'm not used to writing about stories that don't make me feel excited. Mm. Like, the prompts didn't excite me. The stories didn't excite me. And I felt like I was trying to do, like, a lot of different things as far as just having something to talk about, I guess. Do you think you could have gotten to a point where you were excited about it? I don't know. Okay. I, like, I read it, and I, I, re- like, I, I read it after it was finished, and I was like, okay, like, this doesn't suck as profoundly as I thought <laughs> it did. It never does. <laughs> but, um... I just felt nothing for it. I felt just like, let me get this over with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I wonder, you know, because you obviously wrote from a very specific, uh, I guess, experience. Yeah, when I found an alien. Yeah, like when you found that alien that one summer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, like you wrote from that, like when you made that decision, that story became something. And so if you backed up in the process to just the very basic level of the prompt, if you could then come back and say, okay, well, like what is this or what could it be? What other decisions could I make to turn it into something that I, you know, don't entirely want to (laughs) burn in hell? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Is that a question? Was there a question? Uh, I mean, there? maybe like, <laughs> like, is there, would you have ever thought to say, okay, I'm going to go back to the very basic level of the prompt or did you like anything about the decisions you made? Like, how can you learn from that to, to attempt a different story that you're not excited about? Well, I think that the issue with this story is that I wrote it as like a piece of kind of escapism in a way. Because I was very much that kid who was like, my town is small and stupid and nothing ever happens here. I'm so bored. So I wrote it with a character that I was relatable in that way. But I wasn't writing it because I needed that escapism. Mm. I was writing it because I needed to come up with something and that was what I came up with. So you've talked about escapism a little bit on some other episodes and how you don't write for the idea of escapism. I kind of do and I kind of experience story for the idea of escapism. I think it's why I like things like Doctor Who so much because there's a basis in reality but it's not. Mm-hmm. What do you, I, I mean, do you think that you're just like too mature now for the escapism? Do you, like, do you have an aversion to it? Or are you just like, I'm beyond that or... Well, I think because I write young adult and I think that in my mind, I don't want to to write a story for young adults that is a retelling of how I wish my life would have gone mm. because it never would have gone that way, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get whisked away on an adventure. Right. Well, and like, like I always talk about romance and young adult and it's like... Yes. As a yeah, like as an author, (laughs) like but like just like very quickly, like as an author, when you're writing a love story between two teenagers, like you're not writing the love story you wish you always had. You Mm -hmm. are writing a love story between two teenagers Mm -hmm. that is based in the reality of youth and circumstance and emotionals and emotionals emotions (laughs) and hormones and bullshit like. Mm-hmm. You are not writing your fantasy love story. That's what I'm like. That's what I gets think it, it does a disservice to do that, to write the, Completely. you know, my first time was amazing and this person loves me and we're going to be together forever. And then right. you set these expectations Completely. and you get to be 28 years old and you're like, fuck, where's my Prince Charming? I see no knights on white horses coming in and you have to, you know, for yourself become the person you want to be and and you never expect that you need to do that because you've been set up to believe that right life and love are perfect but that's but a whole other issue time, <laughs> at the same time like I think because I mean when you're young you read to escape you read yeah. to find solace and hope in faraway lands or in a small town where that you can relate to you know and I always wished that something would happen to me that some an alien would show up in my cornfield or I would be chosen you know because it's yeah uh, you don't you know. like those heroic 
chosen one myths. Well, because I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the chosen one. Because no, you're not. It's, it's just like, let's totally move on. unrealistic. But, um, <laughs> but that was what I always wanted. I wanted so badly to find adventure. Mm-hmm. And like, what would I do with that? So that was what kind of propelled this story to become what it was because there's just it's just a story about fireworks on fourth of july and then there's an alien mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah the, and, yeah i and mean you like... still have a choice in it i like let's not talk about the editing until we've actually read the stories and then we get yeah. to the editing side of things but i feel like i don't know what were we talking about <laughs> We were talking about escapism. Oh, yeah, because you talk about escapism a lot as if it's, like, this bad thing. And I think to some extent it is. Like, if you're saying, I don't want to live my life, which is actually an interesting kind of story I would like to learn how to tell, is how do you accurately express this idea of escapism? I don't know. But that's a whole other issue in and of itself. I think... You're right at that level of escapism where we're trying to say, I, you know, I want something to happen to me and then I don't have to go out and do anything or live this life or make these choices is, I I guess it's not, I, I would say it's not the best place to live, the best mindset to be in. But I think that there's another level to the escapism of like, wouldn't it be cool if, but you still have characters right. who are making active choices, who are living their own adventure, who are creating that life and not just saying, happen to me, please, you know, right. come find me and, and I can escape that way, but like actually go find the adventures for themselves. Well, it's, I think just feel like it always has to be rooted in reality. Like you can find your Prince Charming in high school. That is a thing that happens. To some but. <laughs> Maybe it's not like it's not going to be fairy tale as you know mm-hmm. it, to the within the formula of of what we know to be fairy tales, and yeah. so if an alien shows up in your cornfield, that's super cool and like roll with it. But you still have to make choices. You still have to face consequences. It's not just whisk me away. It's like if the doctor shows up in your backyard and takes you away in the TARDIS, like, that's great. But you are still going to experience loss and Mm -hmm. conflict and struggle. I I think that's what's so beautiful about that story is that it's truth at its fundamental level. Like, you still lose people. You still have to deal with heartbreak. You you still have to make choices. And, like, you don't get to escape that. And so I guess I see – I guess I see that um, and what you mean for sure. The different yeah, kinds of escapism. It's just like responsible escapism. Mm-hmm. Where well, it's, it's, it's not active escapism. You're an active participant in your life and in the story. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not rewriting the life you wish you had. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I wanted to ask you about that because I know you've talked about escapism and I like your opinion on things because it's definitely and then I, mine. And then I write a story from a, that based in escapism. <laughs> Well, I guess, I mean, it's not at some level, like an alien crashing in your backyard, you're, like I said, your character still makes a choice, but we'll talk about, we'll talk about the editing stuff later. Um, What about the question, where do you get your ideas? I know a lot of fledgling writers, like the newer writers will ask, where do you get your ideas? And I think that's, I personally think that's a really weird kind of 
not the right question, but what do you think of it? (laughs) Of the question itself? Yeah, like, where do you get your ideas? What do you think of that question? And then where do you get your ideas? (laughs) I mean, I think... I don't even know how anyone could answer that. Like, aside from, like, I literally pull it out of my ass. Not literally, but... (laughs) Literally. I don't know. I don't know, like... I don't know what a satisfactory answer to that would ever be. Right. Cause, and I feel like any answer that you give at some level is bullshit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, like, that's not a bad thing because you have to answer the question. Mm-hmm. But because, like, I don't know how I would answer that. So have you heard people ask it or am I just, like, the only person that? I've, I know that people ask it probably because people complain about it on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know if anyone has ever asked me that. So the reason I ask is because I feel like a lot of would-be aspiring writers, if you will, will ask people, authors, published authors, where do you get your ideas? And I, and correct me if, if you don't agree, like let me know, but I think that that question isn't really about where do you get your ideas because we all have ideas. And I said this in a previous episode where If you think you don't have any good ideas, well, you have to have a lot of really shitty ideas first, and then the good ideas come, and you'll get maybe one one good idea for, like, 300 shitty ideas. So I, I think the question is more asking, at least from my perspective, like, how do you take an idea and turn it into a story, which I think is a little bit easier to answer because, yeah, like, that's more about process, and an author, whether they you know, analyze their process or not, it's easier to say, well, here's how I do it than it is to, um, to say, well, where do you get your ideas? Because that seems kind of silly, but it is something that comes up again and again and again. It mm-hmm. seems to be just a weird way to ask, how did you do this? <laughs> you know, how did you create this magical world? How did you f- fill it with amazing characters and, and this harrowing adventure? I, I don't know how to do that. What would you say to somebody that, says like I don't know how to do that I don't know how to I don't know how to take an idea and turn it into a story I mean I feel like if you're saying that and you really believe it like go home <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I have said that like I don't know how to turn an idea into a story which is but why like, I you do studying. I know but, but like it's a mindset thing I think yeah I think it's a no, I mean is it's just it's to me it's like just a puzzle yeah and you start like I always like I have a character I have a I usually have a name and a couple plot points and some ending no I so I feel like the question is more about process and nobody can answer that question but you but it doesn't hurt to get like okay how does Patrick Ness write a book how does Lainey Taylor write a book and how does Caitlin Sather write a book like how can I take those different processes and learn from that to sort of create my own because ultimately how do you turn an idea into a story? Well, you sit your ass in the chair, you put your hands on the keyboard or on your pen to paper, and you write. And you figure out how to tell that story until you have something that you want it to be. And it might take an afternoon, it might take a month, it might take a hundred years. Who the hell knows? But like, you have to actually do the work to get something to work for you. And so, I, I, like I said, I've had that question come up from a lot of different people. And so, I, I guess I was just curious if you had anything uh, kind of to say about your own process. And, like, have you learned anything while doing this? I know we're only on our second story. But, like, has anything surprised you about your writing or anything? I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be through this podcast. Like I said previously, you have written 
many novels. I mean, vastly different from your 21-year-old self. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, how old were you when we met? I was, I had just turned 22. Young little baby. I know. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) What what have you learned sort of in writing all of these different novels? You've, has your process changed at all? Have you, um, have you had any new insights or like epiphanies to, okay, this is how I do it? Has it, does it change every single time you've written a novel? I mean, there are like little details that have changed, like what type of music I listen to for each book and like where I sit. But honestly, <laughs> like the writing has changed and the mentality has changed and like my, my attitude and my aspirations and my humility. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, no. Okay. <laughs> what would you say, like to me, if I said, okay, well, how do you do it? How do you take a an idea and how how do you turn it into a story you personally me personally yeah I like plant I an idea in my brain and I tell my brain like all right like work something out make it happen and then throughout my day I just let it kind of marinate and then as things come and ideas start to like really form as far as plot points and characters and relationships and decisions, like I always carry around a notebook and then I'll write certain details or I have like a document open on my computer with like the little notes section mm-hmm. and I'll write all that down and I'll just write like, I don't know. <laughs> a bunch of stuff. So the reason I ask is because I, I know I've said this a bazillion times, but I've spent so much time studying. I can pick apart a story. I can tell you all the different plot points. I can tell you where the climax, where the crisis, what those are, where they show up, what they're doing. You know, like how something was set up and then mirrored in the ending and and what that ultimately means thematically for the piece. But I, the conception of an idea and just taking it from the smallest little piece to then turn it into something that other people want to read and not just getting it down on paper but then editing it like you haven't spent the time that I have studying how do you I mean I know we all read story and we watch story and we listen to story from the time we're born until now in marketing in movies in plays in books anything like that did you just have this innate sense how do you get a grasp on that do you just not have to think about it it, it fascinates me because I do have to think about it. I mean, I never, like, sit down and I'm consciously like, okay, like, what is my conflict going to be? What is – I don't even know. The what What is another thing? I don't, like, act, sit down and actively, like, fill in the blanks for all – like, I think I – like, my studying has always been reading. And just – like, it's been just as helpful to read books that I've loved to read books that I could not stand. Mm-hmm. And to understand what didn't work and what didn't work for me and like. And do you do any like writing of that down or do you, do you just think through it? Like this didn't work and here's why I put this yeah. down. You just think it or? You... I think I just feel it. Like okay. for me, it's just I, so much of my writing is like, how is, how does this feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, how is it going to make the characters feel and how is it going to make me feel and readers? And I think it's just a very emotional thing. Yeah. So we talked about doing this just to do it right and how we both or at least I 
I said, you know, I think there's merit to just doing it even when you don't like what you've created. What happens if you feel that way about everything? What if you don't like anything you've written? That sucks. (laughs) Would you give up? I mean, is that even something that happens? I don't know. I guess it depends on the person, right? Like, I think if you say you want to write, you probably think pretty highly about your writing or you at least know there are things that like milestones you have to reach skills you have to gain but I'm not I like I I don't know I think there are both ends of the spectrum some people think my writing is the shit and I'm great and you would be stupid not to represent me and then there are people who think everything I write is shit and I'm never going to make it as a writer But they still love it and they have this innate sense that it's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I always wonder if people who say that, that their writing is bad and like everything I write is garbage. Like, I wonder if they really believe that. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could genuinely believe that everything you write is horrible and then keep doing it because it's such a like it's such a draining like it's so full of struggle that I don't I mean, where does that love come from then? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have not liked more things recently that I've written than I have stuff that I've liked but there are still things that I like but I, I don't think the love necessarily comes from that place of I have to like everything like I've said and you I mean you've said that's not what writing is for you but like when I don't write I feel more in the like depressed area of things like when I don't write or when I do write it makes me happier even if it's completely terrible what I get on the page if I just get something on the page like I feel better so I guess for me that's where that love comes from it's not necessarily what's there but like having done it I feel better yeah I don't know how to describe it it's kind of a weird thing writing so (laughs) why do we do it you said the last time you wrote like one sentence at a time. How is it different this time? I think like the last time I wrote one sentence and that sentence like exhausted me because I was excited about that story and I wanted to do it justice. So I was really like putting a lot of effort into that. And this one I would like write five sentences and be like, this is so dumb. Like this is going like I have so much more to go and this is going in a direction that I don't care about. And I think, like, the, I've always hated just being indifferent. Like, I would rather actively hate something and have a reason for it than just be indifferent about it. And I thought that's how I felt. Just, just indifferent? Like this, well, indifferent, and I also hated it. <laughs> I hated that I had to do it. Okay. But you're still here. You're still doing the podcast. You must really hate me. Uh, you're, you're not saying anything. You're like, wow, I, <laughs> I do hate you. You're like, well. I wasn't going to tell you, but... How do you then approach your next story if you hated this one so much? Are you like, no, I'll have something that I like next time or? I think just so try to do something very different, just different. I mean, that's an interesting thing to kind of talk about too is like different how and different in what ways. Just like a different tone of voice, different types of characters, different setting, different ideas, different, just different. And that changes everything about the writing, the process, the experience of it, how you get ideas. I feel like all of that, I mean, even just one tiny little difference makes a story, like you could love or hate something based off of one tiny thing. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, don't forget, write your stories, 
using the prompt death in a small town however you interpret that for yourself next week we will read our writing for you and we've got a couple things to say about being a writer um in that in that episode as well so hope to see you next week i can hear the birds tweeting it's relaxing (laughs) it's like um the doctor who episode the bird amy's choice where they're in between the two uh realities from the dream god or whatever yeah i think of that every time i hear the birds thanks for listening to this episode of a story that works For all the past episodes, the show notes, or to connect, visit astorythatworks.com. If you'd like to support the show, click subscribe and leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. As always, keep writing. (laughs) 